Ooh, what's going on guys? Chris here and welcome back to another episode of the One Bit Podcast. My name is Chris and today we're going to be talking about DLC expansions and season passes. Let's get right into it. Today is August 30th, 2016, the day of the release for the Nuka World DLC, the final DLC for Fallout 4. This is also riding on the shoulders of the recent release of Deus Ex Mankind Divided, where we saw some uh, DLC issues there with the buyable Praxis packs with actual real-world money. But first of all, I do want to talk about Fallout 4, because as all of you know, I have very, very low opinions of the Fallout 4 DLC, and this is something I have been calling since before the DLC had come out. Right now, the Nuka World expansion is available for $20 and is looking rather sad in the reviews and only 61% favorability. This is a very, very bad problem for Bethesda. I think Fallout 4 and the way they've done things, especially with the DLC, is going to be losing a lot of trust with the community in the coming years. And what they really need, despite the fact that Bethesda will, in the next few years, be launching Elder Scrolls 6, and I have no doubt about it, that people will not learn from Fallout 4. They will go out, they will pre-order it, and... Maybe they'll be disappointed, maybe they won't. I can't call anything right now. Um, actually, for all we know right now, it's not in development, or at least it's in very early stages of development, according to press releases from Bethesda. But nevertheless, that's not why we're here today. What we're here to talk about today is the here, the now, and like I said, Fallout 4. And uh, that I, I the Nuka World DLC was one of those things. There was, there was so much hype going around about that. And I, of course, I go back to my last episode of One Bit where I talked about hype and pre-ordering and all that good stuff. And I say we need to go into things cautiously optimistic. I don't know how uh, people could go into yet another DLC for Fallout 4 when really, according to most sources, uh, the Far Harbor being the only decent DLC within the game. People are still going into Nuka World. They were excited. They were thinking this is going to be the best one yet, and yet they are let down. Now, of course, 61% is a majority, give or take, of people actually enjoying the DLC. Not a vast majority, but a majority nonetheless. So that does mean a lot of people enjoyed it, but for those who did not, that is a problem. The idea when developing a product is to get something that everybody is going to enjoy, because when you make something everybody enjoys, that spreads, and more people will buy it, etc., etc. And Bethesda is doing a very bad job of this with their DLC policies, especially after they decided to bump up the price of the season pass to $50. Now, most people are saying this is not worth the $50. Whether or not it's worth the $30 of the original season pass is yet to be determined, but right now, I think right off the bat, one of the things they definitely did wrong was making all the workshops separate. Now, of course, all these workshops had very separate ideals. We had a Vault Tech and Contraption, Wasteland, and all these had very different just ways to work in the game. Now, I think what they should have done instead of making these each $5 DLCs is condensed it down to one $5 DLC instead of three. This probably could have won them some favorability. That is a lot of content packed into a decent price. Or that, or they should have released these as part of the base 
game, as I said before uh, in previous videos. I really, really think the Wasteland Workshop DLCs were the worst, or not the Wasteland Workshop, but the Workshop DLCs in general were the worst practice out of everything Bethesda has done wrong with the Fallout 4 release. I definitely think that the Workshop DLC was the worst. Now, Far Harbor, everybody is actually at DLC has received glowing reviews as compared to the other ones anyway, that Far Harbor is a good DLC. It's got a decent story. It's got a very big expansion area. That's great. That's good. But that does not make up for the rest of the DLC because we're looking at $40, $50 more DLC that people spent their money on and that a lot of people feel like they didn't get their money's worth out of, at least for the season pass owners. So... That can be left up to the user. Like I said, if you enjoyed the DLCs, good on you. A lot of people didn't, and I think Bethesda needs to kind of reevaluate how they're doing their DLCs. Fallout 4 seems a bit like a money grab on the post-game release. So anyway, let's talk about DLC in general, and actually let's look at another game. And that game is Deus Ex Human Revolution, which has its own set of shady DLC practices. This time around, instead of weird workshops and things that probably should have been included in the game to begin with, these things are things that are included in the game to begin with. You can spend $5 real-world money to get an Assault Pack DLC, which essentially gives you a handful of weapons and ammunition and upgrade kits for your character in-game, all things that you can very easily get just by playing the game. This reeks a bit of microtransaction. It seems a bit strange in my opinion. I really kind of don't understand why you would even want to do that to begin with. Now, maybe I'm just a crazy person for actually wanting to go through and play the game and get the upgrades and weapons and ammo on my own. Maybe I'm crazy for liking the challenge of trying to sneak around in a stealth game and try not to use as much of this, uh, my ammo and weapons and grenades as possible. But that is just something I really can't get behind paying $10, 5 or $10 if you're going to get both DLC packs for some ammo and weapons in-game. This is stuff that you can get in-game. Now, if this was a multiplayer game, then this was something that gave you an edge, like you could call this in the middle of a match, that'd be something a little bit different. That's kind of pay-to-win-y. But this is just getting things that are already in the game. You're just paying the developer to hand you some extra weapons and ammo as you go along. Now you do get a weapon skin out of both of these DLC, but honestly that weapon skin is not worth $5 in my opinion. Granted, I'm not on that whole weapon skin hype train like some people are or CSGO, but it just doesn't make much sense. This isn't something I'm raising a fuss over, this is just something I think is really, really bizarre, and I'd actually like to hear your guys' opinions. Let me know what you think down in the comments or on Twitter. Do you think the Assault Pack DLC and the Tactical Pack DLC are actually viable DLC. Do you think this is something that should be in other games or not? I really don't think so. This is stuff, like I said, you can buy with in-game currency. You can buy the Advancement Packs, the Praxis Packs, at least you could in Mankind or Human Revolution. Instead, we're here, we're looking at paying $5. Now, like I said, you do not have to pay the $5 to get this. You can ignore this DLC completely and play the game completely normally. But that is just something that's very strange. And it's also something that makes me a little bit suspicious of what the future DLC in the Season Pass will be. Now, that's another thing I want to talk about. Season Passes. 
and pre-ordering DLC, especially for games that don't have great reviews. Now, as I said in the last episode, do as you want with your money. I am not in charge of your bank account. You are. If you want to pre-order or not pre-order, that is up to you. But it's of my opinion, if a game comes out and it is questionable as to how good it is going to be, why throw another $30 at the developer for DLC that you have heard nothing about, especially in the case of Fallout 4, as soon as the season pass was out, which was out before the trailers even came out, it was number one pre-ordered on Steam. That makes absolutely no sense to me, especially when you have no idea what the DLC is going to be. And even after they announced the DLC, it didn't make very much sense to me, because honestly, the only DLC out of Fallout 4 that I would think would be decent and worth pre-ordering was Far Harbor. Now, I'm not a very big person on pre-orders. I really don't understand the reasoning. Actually, the last game I pre-ordered was Fallout 4, and after that, a lot of arguments on the internet have made me change my mind against pre-ordering. Uh, part of it being because of the fact that you do not know how good a game will be. You do not what you're going. You do not know what you are going to get in your end product. A very good example of this I talked about in the last episode, No Man's Sky. A lot of people expected a very different game from what they got. But this is not an episode on pre-ordering games. This is an episode on pre-ordering DLC. Is it a good practice? Personally, I, I got to stick with no. You don't know what you're getting. There is no advantage to pre-ordering it unless you want to play it at the exact minute it comes out, which doesn't really work out if it's a midnight release and you're somebody who works or has to go to school in the morning. You're not going to play that much of it anyway. Why not just wait for the reviews to come out anyway? I digress. Maybe I'm just the kind of person that wants to hold on to their money. Also, maybe I'm just the kind of person that wants to wait long enough to see if something is going to be good when it comes out, especially with a lot of AAA releases recently and even moving into indie releases. Nevertheless, DLC is one of those things that has been around for a while, and it's one of those things that is going to stick around for a very long time. It's become common practice for almost every developer to release some kind of expansion. The question is, what is the good? What is a good kind of expansion? What is a bad kind of expansion? How do we define what a DLC is? How do we define what is acceptable for DLC? We look at something like The Witcher 3, which I look at as the upper end of the gaming spectrum. I look at that, I see the DLC, which are two very good, well, at least the story DLC, the paid DLC, which are two very, very good story-driven, probably 30 hours worth of gameplay, downloadable content and expansions. One added a massive new area with characters and Witcher contracts, etc., etc. Uh, the other, which stayed in the main area, but added a very good story background with a lot of very interesting characters. And, of course, all of the new armor and weapons and even a few small quest storylines were made free for that. Now, I think that is what makes... That's one of the things that makes Witcher 3 a fantastic game is the fact that the DLC and expansion process alone was miles above a lot of recent developers. Now, of course, they could have gone the route. They could have charged a dollar or two. They could have nickel and dimed you to death for all those little clothing expansions and the sort storyline quests but they decided not to they made a good game they made a good game with good morals in mind as to making sales and that is something that I can appreciate from them that's something I really enjoy and I really hope that more developers look at that I hope in the next few years, developers take a good hard look at CD Projekt Red, a company now worth over a billion dollars according to recent releases, 
And I hope they see that and I hope they think, how can we make our company, our game, function more like The Witcher 3 and CD Projekt Red? How can we have that kind of success? And I hope they take away things like we got to have good story, good characters, good acting, good game play alone um, and I really really hope they look at the downloadable content because that is an additional 20 or $30 on top of the base game which I think not enough people pay attention to most people see a bad DLC and they write it off even if they've already bought it that just seems a little bit strange to me Anyways, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of One Bit. Let me know your opinions down below. What do you think about DLC? What do you think about the recent recent releases? Did you buy into the Fallout 4 DLC hype? If so, what do you think about the DLC? What do you think about the Deus Ex Mankind Divided DLC? And even so, what do you think of the Witcher DLC? If you can think of any other DLC to rant about, please let me know down in the comments. And as always, if you have suggestions for episodes, let me know and I will definitely take it into consideration. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching or listening. Chris, signing off.